Hello and welcome to another edition of the Mexican Onda. In each episode, we dive deep into the choppy waters of the Mexican soccer world, analyze the bigger storylines regarding L3, the inevitable drama that always emerges, and much, much more. Uh, today's episode is all about predicting the 23-man roster that Mexico will take to the 2022 World Cup. Uh, we've individually come up with our own predictions, and uh, we have yet to share them with each other, so I'm uh, looking forward to seeing uh, the arguments that are probably going <laughs> to pop up here. Uh, but that said, we're going to try to provide our own finalized 23-man roster by the end of the episode. Uh, I'm Cesar Hernandez. I'm joined by Tom Marshall and also uh, John Arnold. Tom, you recently actually uh, wrote an article uh, regarding uh, these predictions, so let's, let's, let's start with you. Let's start with the... Hey Cesar, hey John. Yeah, um, did did the uh, did an article in in Spanish, um, you know, predicting the twenty three, obviously, and I actually put them in order, but I think we're going to go through in in um, position for position, no. But yeah, no, I mean, I think first up before going into like the forwards that I picked, I don't know, it's it's really interesting this from for the Mexican national team because you've had a kind of a bulk of players from both two thousand and fourteen and two thousand eighteen that have kind of you know they've, they've they've been in place for a while now, and and actually a lot of them aren't going to be necessarily too old for Qatar 2020 2022. It's like there's quite a few on on the on the verge, but it's it's interesting because then you've got this younger generation coming through, and 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 you know one of the things that did stick out is that I don't know sometimes I'm a bit um, conservative and a bit kind of cautious in terms of saying you know there's a lot of young talent but when you actually go through the names it's like I kind of got reassured <laughs> that um, that there is a lot of of young good good young Mexican talent coming through it's just going to be interesting to see between now and then and I think it makes this kind of endeavor like more difficult than than it ha- perhaps is for other countries but how quickly those guys develop how many go to Europe. Um, you know, I think Mexico in particular has had probably a, a bigger percentage of players that are they've kind of burst onto the scene and then kind of faded. I mean, I don't know, there's many examples, but you know, even Obelin Pineda, I'm not sure if he's anybody on anybody's list, but if nope. three years ago I think we would have been talking about um Obelin Pineda's, you know, a big future star of this national team. I mean, I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> but um but anyway, so starting off with the forward line, I think one we can all agree on is Raul Jimenez. I've got Tecatito Corona, Roberto Alvarado, who, who can also I've got him he can play as, as a midfielder as well in one of the interior positions. Rodolfo Pizarro, uh, JJ Macias, Diego Lainez and Irving Lozano. Those are the uh, are the seven names that I've got what about you guys? Uh, for me, the most notable absence on your list is Chicharito. Uh, I understand that he, you know, is getting up there in age, but he's still Mexico's all-time leading scorer. He still delivers a lot of the time for the national team. We haven't gotten a chance to see what he can do with the LA Galaxy yet for obvious and unfortunate reasons, but uh, I still have him on the list, and I actually have him there in place of Linus. Uh, I have everybody else on your list as well. But I have Chicharito instead of Linus. That does give you three central forwards. Uh, and Raul, I think, is the starter. But man, if you're, if you're losing a group game or if you're drawn in a group game in the 80th minute and you can look down your bench and you can get Chicharito in there to, to get balls to and to try and find a goal for the last 10, 15 minutes, I think that's a pretty intriguing option. And I think I'd rather have him there than Linus providing cover for guys like Chucky, Tecatito, and even Avarado. So 
for me, I, I have Chicharito in. Cesar, I don't know if he's on your list or not, but to me, he's just a player with his experience, with his goal-scoring ability that I'm, I'm hesitant to leave home in just two years' time. Yeah, this was a very, very tough decision for me. Um, I uh, unfortunately left him out. I think uh, with the caveat that I assume that Macias is going to kind of continue his upward trajectory. And I think it's it's difficult now at this moment to say that Chicharito will be going to the next World Cup. But my assumption is, is after after the next year or two, we're going to kind of get to see how good Macias is. And if he reaches his potential, I don't think many of us would really think twice about it. So my forward list is is Lozano, uh, Lainez, Macias, uh, Jimenez, Tecatito, and Roberto Alvarado. But I do not have Pizarro in, in, in my roster. And I think, I, 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 although Pizarro, and I guess we can talk about it a little bit more uh, once we get to the midfielders, although Pizarro is versatile you know i think you can play him as an attacking midfielder you can play him on the wing i think either number of positions you can play him in uh, that said i i, I think there's just too much uh competition for him in the midfield and i think on the wings i think i i, I can continue to see Alvar, uh, roberto alvarado doing well i think Linez is going to improve um, uh, make some improvements as well so i just not sure if i if i if i get find room for pizarro that's the weird one for me for both of you is Linez. what has he shown you in the last, I mean, I don't want to be unfair to the guy. I mean, I, I don't think it's been as bad as some people, you know, members of the Mexican press and some fans want to make it out to be. But I really haven't seen anything from him since maybe that U.S. game in Nashville that makes me say, "Yeah, this is gonna, this is guy, this is the guy who you have to have on the roster." Now, are, are you guys thinking that he's gonna lock in at Betis and and do well? Like, what? what why does he have to be on the list and not th- a Pizarro or a Chicharito? I think I, I will, I'm interested to hear what Tom has to say. I think I'm giving Linus the benefit of the doubt because of his age. He's still only 19 years old. He, I, he's, I still believe that he has a very high ceiling. So my assumption is just within... It, it might take... I mean, right now, obviously, uh, right now, the affair is it's just it might take a lot longer. But I, I, I think my assumption is by 2022... He's going to kind of find his footing. He's going to kind of, uh, you know, find his momentum. And I assume he's going to be getting more minutes, whether it be um, with Real Betis, whether it be with another club. I- I'm not entirely sure. But I, my assumption is that his ceiling is so high and he's still fairly young that I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And I think he's eventually going to pull through and at least show us a little bit more of, the, of, that, of that high potential, the, some of the excitement that we've seen from him when he was over at, at America. I don't know what your thoughts are, Tom. On, on line is... Um, I don't know. I think he's actually the most interesting player on the whole in the whole player pool because for me, he could be top five. He could be top five. Of, have to go. He could be the face of the national team by 2022. Like he, he he's got the potential. He's he's a uh, you know like as I was saying there, the 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 talent ceiling is is extremely high. But you know, let's say with what you said there, John, we don't know where he's at. We don't know. Yeah how he's developed because we've not seen him enough. We've not seen him play 10, 20 straight games to get a sense of, you know, how much he's benefited from working at Betis, working with, you know, really good players, really good coaches and, and getting that European experience. Um, so, it, so it is really interesting, but, you know, I tend to, to side with Cesar that I back him. I back him to... Um, you know, to, to come out of this. I mean, I think I think he's going to be an important player for Mexico still. Um, and when you look at the the kind of pool of younger Mexican players, he's pretty much the only one, or one of the very few of his age, 
they're in Europe. That is where he needs to be. Is in an absolute elite league, and yeah. it's up to him to kind of take on that challenge and succeed there. It's not. It's absolutely not a given that he should be in the squad. But I just think he's he he will. Uh, you know, like I said, I back him to succeed. Um, Chicharito, honestly, if it's based on playing, just on playing, I'd, he's in for me. I mean, for me, I, I, I agree with everything you said there, John. If you know, you use him off the bench. I just worry about, you know, you look at Miguel Layun's statements about being stabbed in the back by the Mexican national team. You know, Chicharito, I think, was on the um, Ahora Nunca show the other day. And, you know, it kind of came out that some of the Mexican national team players have agreed a kind of bonus payment structure and, and Chicharito kind of wanted to hold out. Um, you know, you had that incident last September with 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 stuff going down in the in New York, and and perhaps Chicharito or the or the reports are that he broke the team rules and that a, a member of the federation was fired because of it. Um, and I just look at that side, and I just think, is Martino gonna gonna want to continue? One is he gonna bring him back first? You know, is he, is he gonna be in? And I just think that on balance, he was kind of just just out. But to be honest. I think he was number. I think on my list he was number twenty-four. So he was like the the last one. I just, I don't know that. But that was it. wasn't on the play. It wasn't the on the on field thing that that made me leave him out. It was the it was the off the field and is he going to bring yeah. too much kind of drama? Yeah. Yeah, and I guess you could say not not to question his commitment as an individual, but it does seem like his priorities are shifting, right? You yeah. look at the family that says is growing, uh, which is you know exciting and congratulations to him, and and also the fact that he did come to MLS, which you know, I, I, but but on the same. By the same token, I don't know that Martino sees that as an enormous step back, right? But it does depend on on some off-field factors and and what he wants, right? I mean, I do think if he wants to put, if he if he drives, if he makes twenty twenty two his goal, I don't think there's any doubt that he can be there, right? But yeah. if he says, you know what, I'm actually okay with with you know chilling out a little bit. Not to say he's not going to put an effort. Not to say he's ever going to never going to represent the national team again. I think he will. I think he's. I, I think again, he's on my list, right? But. I see where you're coming from. I just think that it does kind of depend on what he sets out as his goal. And if he says, this is my last World Cup, I'm going to make it, uh, I certainly wouldn't bet against him. Yeah, and I, no. I think for, for I think for me, though, I think it's, I mean, I agree with what Tom said there. But I think, once again, I think I think on the field, I just wouldn't be surprised if Macias just surpasses him by 2022. I, I think, I'm not going to say that Macias is the same ceiling that someone like Linus has, because it's definitely doesn't have that ceiling. I'm not even going to say that that Macias is going to surpass Jimenez at any point in the near future, because I can't imagine that happening. I think Jimenez is going to have that spot locked down for quite some time. That said, I do think that he can surpass Chicharito depth chart. I do think that he's a very good player. I, I think he's a great fisher. I think he's good with the ball. I think he's got a little bit of speed as well. So I'm, I, I think by 2022, if he continues to improve, I think, I think uh, uh, most of us will feel a little bit more comfortable with seeing Macias as a backup as opposed to Chicharito. And like Tom said, Chicharito, more than likely, might be in and out of the picture by then anyways. I hear you say so, but it sounds like you're saying, well, we already have two central forwards, we don't need three. And I think that's a totally fair point. But then I'm confused by the fact that you bring Lainez as backup for Chucky, Tecatito, and you had Alvarado in your squad as well. Correct, but you don't yeah. bring Pizarro, who there's really no other player like him necessarily in, well, the, in the pool. I mean, maybe that's, a, that, maybe that's against him. Maybe you could say, well, he doesn't fit Martino's system. But at the same time, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think he has a lot of attacking abilities that maybe other players, uh, in, in some respects, he's, he, he does something that no one else does. And for me, that's why he's on my list. 
No, no, I think for me, it was just the way that I, I set this all up. I, I think I like if we're talking about like if we're all the assistant coaches here and like the, the approach that I would have as the assistant coaches, I would think more than likely we're going to see that 4-3-3. And what I want is a guaranteed starting option. And what I want uh, someone who I think would be a back of that position. I think it's for me, it would be as simple as that. And I think that I don't think that I'd be willing to sacrifice another, even though even though there's a lot of players here who are versatile and we're going to kind of uh, talk about them but even though there are a number of players who can play in different positions i think as opposed to having a third striker and taking away a potential back for a different position i think that mexico would be fine with jimenez and macias because i think it, in the end what's the likelihood that both are injured and if that were to happen then i think they could play with something where Perhaps even someone would play L- as, a, as a false nine of sorts. So, yeah. No, yes. Lozano, yeah, I think Lozano yeah, can yeah. slot in. Or Lozano uh, as a striker it, after the Napoli. Yeah, yeah, because Martino said he quite liked he quite liked him as a striker at Napoli. He said he did, well. He said he didn't have any problem with it. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, that's that's the way I did, and I think I think from my perspective, what that means is that unfortunately, it's not like. Unfortunately, it's Chicharito's out, but it's not as if it was an easy decision for me. I think the way that I've set it up too, oh, okay. I have certain players. So it's okay because it was hard for you. <laughs> so the way that, the way that I set up, the way that I set up is that uh, I have certain players that have highlighted in blue. I have certain players that have highlighted in yellow. Blue means easy. They're definitely going to go to the World Cup. The and the player that I have highlighted in yellow is is Macias, and then right after that is, is Chicharito. It wasn't it wasn't a easy decision there would and, and i think that it's still completely up in the air i don't know that's what i'm saying yeah. i mean a lot of like, personally macias's progress as well because we all take it for granted that he's definitely gonna you know make the move to europe and it's all gonna be fine but i mean he's still a very young player you know i, I don't know i mean i think that's what's under the microscope as well john I, sounds, I let out a single let like out a single uh, tear when i crossed crossed out chicharito's name <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like what we have highlighted in whatever color we've decided it sounds like our attacking line is raul he, you know he's he's one of the first names on the list we, we all think macias is going to be there as well obviously chucky is there so tecatito's another one who's pretty obvious you know we didn't even mention him but his versatility is also there you know the fact that he's played right back this isn't a team that has a ton of depth at fullback, or at least the way I've laid out my squad. So it's not the worst thing in the world. I wouldn't play him there, but it's not the worst thing in the world. We all have Alvarado, and you guys both have uh, Lainez in there. So um, uh, I'm missing and Pizarro. We bullied uh, Cesar in, I think. So that is that our front line? Okay, so how many... So do we have... Uh, so we have seven uh, in the front line? Uh, front line? So... Yeah. So it's Pizarro, Tecatito, Alvarado, Jimenez, Macias, Lozano, and Linus. Yeah, just a quick quick point on, on Alvarado, because I, I think his position in time might actually be one of the interior midfielders. I think yeah. he's perfectly capable of yeah. playing that position. So I think he's another one that's flexible. And even Pizarro, I mean, it depends if, you know, Tata obviously wants to tweak the system, but... He's not one of the managers. I mean, I know he's he's always played the four three three with Mexico, but he he did shift up, shift things up with Atlanta. He has shifted up things up with um, with teams previously. And um, if there's if there's ever a role for a number ten, then I think Pizarro is obviously uh, a candidate there as well. Quickly on Alvarado, um, you know, you mentioned the ceiling or Cesar. One of the the arguments you made is Linez's ceiling. I think yeah. Alvarado's ceiling is very high as well. Yeah, the agreed. versatility has and and for and, you know we all included him i think we all like him but i look at him as another guy who's sort of in the macias camp where if he makes a move that he probably should have already made 
um, you know, to Europe, to, to, a, to a bigger European club, then I think you're looking at a player who absolutely has to be in there. Right now, maybe, maybe not, right? But, but I'm sort of, I'm anticipating that his ceiling could be even higher than Linez. And I just think his performances in the last six months, again, it's kind of unfair to Linez. And I like him as a player, and I do think he has a high ceiling. I, I sort of think he might be, you know, for me, he could be one of those players who doesn't make this list. And then four years later, you're saying, how the hell did this guy not play at the last World yeah. Cup? He's so influential. Yeah. He's so good. He is that face of the team that you're thinking of. You know, there are always those players who kind of pop up and they're 26, 27 at that World Cup, but it's their first World Cup. And you're like, how did this happen? Where did this guy come from? But it just, you know, he wasn't able to maybe to put it all together. I'm a little skeptical of his European future right now. And that's why for me, he's not in the squad. But I'm totally confident and comfortable with him being on the official Mexican on the team because I do think he has a really high ceiling and is a great player. <laughs> all right, cool. Yes. We, no, got, we got it stamped. Quickly online is a thing. I, th I think if he, get one, if he gets one year playing in La Liga or anywhere, really, he's, one, he's another one sure. of those players you want anywhere? on the bench. You need something to happen. You need something to happen. He makes things happen. He's, he's he's one of those players that obviously can beat a player, and I just think off the bench as well. Is some is you know I think it could be it could be really useful and and Alvarado. Yeah, I mean for me he's in the squad now. If I'm picking a squad for the World yeah. Cup tomorrow, Alvarado is in it. Um, I think the difference between Alvarado and other young players um, in Mexico, and I think you can compare him to kind of a lot of the Argentine players. He made his first team debut age 15. You know, and I can't remember how many games he's got under his belt now, but he's he's got a maturity in the way he uses the ball in in the, you know in his passing and his decision making more than anything that comes from playing first team games, and I think that's why we've seen this steady incremental improvement in Alvarado. It's not just been overnight. You know, we get these players that overnight they're like, wow, happened with liners, <laughs> you know, and we're like, wow, they're amazing, and it's you know then they then need to go back and and kind of kind of work on things, which I think is what Liners has actually been doing in Real Real Betis. I mean, it's fine taking on players, but you've got to learn how to press, how to learn to press in a team, how to learn to, to press in a, you know, in, in a team that really likes to attack and, and press high. I mean, those are the things that sometimes a Mexican player kind of lacks. But Alvarado, he's now worked under a lot of coaches. He's, he's just got those games under his belt, and you can just, you can tell, I, I, I really like Alvarado. Yep, still only 21 years old too. It's kind of it's, it's interesting to think about players like Edson or Jorge Sanchez or Antuna or Calderon. All those guys are older <laughs> than Alvarado. Yeah. It's easy to forget how old, uh, how young Alvarado is. All right, uh, should we move on to the midfielders? So, uh, Tom, why don't you start us off off again with the the, the midfielders that you had? Yeah, I mean uh, Herrera. I think is pretty much guaranteed as long as he's yeah. as long as he's fit. Edson Alvarez, uh, Carlos Rodriguez. Andres Guardado, got Jonathan Dos Santos, Marcel Ruiz, and Eric Aguirre. Marcel Ruiz, huh? I, I, I know that seems like a little bit of an interesting one for me because he didn't he didn't make it to to my final list because what I have is is Guardado. I guess for the most part I agree with you. I have Guardado, I have Herrera, I have Charlie Rodriguez, I have Edson Alvarez, Jonathan Dos Santos, and then I have uh, Eric Gutierrez. I know he hasn't had. Uh, the best home over PSV, and maybe uh, my things might be a little bit challenging for him. But I, I feel like once again by 2022, things are going to pick up. He's going to get minutes. Maybe he's going to go on loan to a different uh, different side. But he's still a quality European player, and I imagine. I mean, it's it's he might not. I mean, he's definitely going to be one of those guys who sneaks into the final final squad. But I still have a lot of faith in him. And I and Marcel Reese, I don't know. 
I think I think he there's something pretty exciting about him, but I don't know, maybe two years down the line, I'll be a little bit more convinced by him, but I, I, I just don't know if he's going to be able to sneak into this this midfield because I think there's a lot of very, very talented uh, you know players that Mexico have in the midfield. I, I think there's going to be a number of talented options to be left out just because there's so many. I don't know. John, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I actually have uh, a similar list. I've left off Guti as well. I don't have Marcel Ruiz. I don't have uh, Eric Aguirre. I have Cordova, Sebastian Cordova. I think he's been yeah. uh, quite talented and is a very versatile player as well. We saw what he did at left back or when Piojo tossed him there. Um, and, and look, like versatility is just always something that you prize when you're putting together this kind of squad because of injuries, because of fatigue over, over you know, um, quick matches in succession and all that sort of thing. Um, and I think he has a really high ceiling as well. Uh, the player that I almost left off, I don't know what highlight or color this is, Cesar, but I almost left off Jonah. <laughs> Um, that's yellow. I think that John that's yellow. Is, is, is very motivated. Uh, I think the last World Cup left a bit of a sour taste in his mouth because he basically just had a cup of coffee in, in, uh, in uh, uh, what the hell city was it, uh, Samara, and really did nothing else during, during the World Cup. And I think he's been playing really well in MLS. But that said, he's starting to get up there. And this is a pretty, you know, his, the outside interior, the interior, the interior midfielder position is pretty deep. I almost put Luis Romo on the list because the position yeah. that's really, really not deep is that central midfield option where really you have Edson and Navi Mas. Like you have no one else there who really is that, that sort of imposing figure. And, and maybe we'll get to him in the defenders, but that's why I have uh, Diego Reyes on my list. But he's, you know, it depends on how you want to categorize him, but he's a player who can play there. And I think it's critical to have someone who can back up Edson because when I'm hearing these lists, you know, sure, Ache Ache could play there. But other than that, I don't really love your options. So um, that was a bit hard to understand, I, I understand. But uh, yeah, basically all that to say, I've got Cordova in there instead of uh, Guti, <laughs> instead of Luis, <laughs> instead of Aguirre. Yeah. Thanks. So it looks like majority uh, wins right here. And uh, Gutierrez is not going to the World Cup. Sorry, man. I, I, I pushed for you, but Sorry, uh, these, these two assistants... These two assistant here, they, they, don't, they don't want him. All right. So Gutierrez is not going. So... Uh, how many how many midfielders are we signing? Because it looks like we all agreed Guardado. We all agreed at Achache, Charlie Rodriguez. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Guardado's an interesting one, right? Because he's yeah, going to yeah. be up there. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's we're getting closer and closer. And we've been asking the question since Russia of would he have the legs? Would he be able to? And so far, it seems to me that the answer is yes. You know, when he's yeah. performed with the national team, he's in and out a little bit more of the club lineup than he was maybe in 2018, 2019. But, you know, I think you're still seeing a player who is incredibly confident. You talk about the leadership that you need. Um, he's the guy, right? He's, he's absolutely a leader. I think we'll get to maybe one or two others, especially if you guys are leading, leaving Chicharito off. Sure, Jimenez has been to a couple World Cups before, but without Chicharito in our squad, I think we need Guardado to wear the armband. Uh, to get a historic milestone, joining Rafa Marquez with the number of World Cups he's been to. Um, I just think he's a critical piece that, that has to go if he's healthy. That health is going to be a question, but so far I haven't seen him dip in level. So I think it's interesting that we all put him on there and it really kind of passed without, um, maybe our listeners are all raising their eyebrows and shouting at their at their podcast machines. But, you know, the three of us have him in the squad and I just think What's he's a, a player that's machine? <laughs> what you're, Whatever you're listening to. No, <laughs> I, 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 I know the other thing. Car, is, what, <laughs> so, Guardado's going to be what? Uh, <laughs> How old is Guardado going to be uh, by, the, by the next world? Is it 30? Let me check right here. Oh, Tom has a list right. 36. Even though he's yeah. going to be 36, 
that if we're talking about the highlight color here, I didn't care. It was immediate blue. I mean, there's a, he was a guarantee for me just because of what what John was saying right there. Just his leadership, you know, ability. Just like even even right now, though, like you would think, oh, has his play decreased a little bit? Has he struggling a little bit? It's like no. If you watch him playing right now for real, Bethys, he almost looks like he's playing at his prime. It's just incredible what what he does in that mm-hmm. midfield for that. For that side, so I'm still very, very impressed by him. I think, yeah, maybe he's not going to have the same pace. Maybe he's going to slow down a little bit. But, but you know what? If we're talking about, it doesn't have to be as a, as an attacking midfielder either. If we're talking about a potential backup to Edson, and if we're looking for someone who can hold down the fort, um, maybe not the same level defensively as Edson, but wants to, but, but is able to provide a little bit more in the attack. Because remember, he did that a little bit with PSV, where he played as a defensive midfielder. And I think he could potentially do that as well, even at the age of 36. And playing yeah, almost... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I remember the, the Rafa Marquez role. Remember, 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 well, remember. yeah, but here's the thing. Rafa's a defender, though. And the last time that you tried to put the veteran player in that role was when Rafa Marquez tried to stop Brazil in that fateful game. I'm not saying he's going to be going up against Brazil. I'm saying that. I'm saying that. I think, you know... I wouldn't put him in that role. I think you need to have someone that's a better backup there. And even though I think he's a worse player by far, I still think like Areas is a better option as the number two there. You hope Edson's healthy. You hope he can shoulder the load, but I don't know. And I, I, I've been, I mean, let's just say that Guardado did a very decent job at that position against, uh, was it Atleti uh, in the, the Champions League? I know he's going to be 36, so it's an entirely, <laughs> it's going to be entirely different. But I think he's done well there, that position. I'm not saying he's going to be extremely good defensively. I'm just saying that if you want maybe a little bit more of an attacking push going forward, if you want someone who's a little bit more of a better distributor than Edson Alvarez, and you're pushing for, for a late goal of sorts, you know, why not? I don't know. I see him more as, uh, you know, the off-field influence. I think that he understands mm-hmm. Tata, Tata Martino's idea. You know, he's, he's kind of that captain, that link between the coaching staff and the players. That's what I see Guardado. And coming on for 20 minutes, I don't think he's going to mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. much of a defensive role because I think he's going to be, I think he'll be pretty slow by that, by that point. <laughs> I, don't think he's, I don't think you'd want to put him there. Uh, but but we all agree. I think, yes. I think for me, in some ways, Jonathan Dos Santos is... For me, he's like a, what's it called? Um, he, he's like a, the, <laughs> where you are? Yeah, sorry, I was just making a bad joke. Go ahead. <laughs> he's, he's the kind of, the barometer of where, the, where the, this midfield is at in terms of how much of the young players coming through stamp their authority on the national team between now and Qatar. Because Jonathan Dos Santos, I think, you get consistency. I think we all know now exactly what you get with Jonathan Dos Santos. I think he's the fact that he moved to MLS wasn't great. I think everybody can agree that he was playing really well in Villarreal and then came to MLS and he was kind of a real downer because he was in his prime. Um, but he's shown that, you know, he showed at the last Gold Cup that he's, he's a player who, you know, he's come up through La Masia. He's like, he's played in the Liga. He can do a job. He's consistent. But for me, he's only in there if the others don't step up because... At the right, end of the day, right. none of the names we mentioned are, are ridiculous at all. I mean, how do you pick between Cordoba and, and Marcel, you know, Marcel Ruiz, Eric Aguirre, um, you know, Eric Gutierrez? I mean, it's difficult. It's very difficult to kind of look two years down the line. Obviously, it's, it's difficult. But I think if, if those players do step up, then it's Jonathan Dos Santos that, that does miss out, unfortunately, for him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing... Yeah. 
go through a couple of a couple of my my picks quickly. Just the Marcel Ruiz one is basically, I think, I think there's two outstanding young under twenty talents in Mexico, and I think Marcel Ruiz is one of them, and I think Eugenio Pizuto is the other at Pachuca. I think they're both absolutely outstanding players. Marcel Ruiz is 19 years old and he's in the Olympic squad. I mean, obviously, you're looking into the future, into your crystal ball, and, you know, I will stand down on him. <laughs> I will, uh, you know, obviously, been overruled, but it's just, that's just my my opinion is that, that, that Marcel Ruiz is a real star in the making. Potentially, Pizzuto is as well. Got to see him more at first-team level. Obviously, he had a really serious injury, okay. so he's going to have to get yeah. back there as well. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, and and then the final one, just from my selection, before we kind of you know um, hammer down which which ones were taken, was Aguirre. And Aguirre was a bit like John saying with Cordova is the mm. is the versatility. I mean, I've got him number yeah. twenty three, the last pick on the list, and it's just because there's very few players that can play holding midfield, that can play right back, left back, and not kind of suffer a real drop. I mean. Yeah. He's, he's very he's he's found real consistency in a lot of positions. I mean, he's even played on the wing. I think the problem with Aguirre is he needs to, in some ways, he needs to nail down one of those positions because he, for me, he doesn't get into the squad in any of those positions. But as a whole, because he can kind of plug in everywhere, that's why he's in. But um, but neither of you guys had him in. So what I would say in terms of the squad, oh, just a couple of other names as well, uh, Joaquin Esquivel. Uh, um, Bravos, uh, FC Juarez, I think is is a player to watch, and Ivan Rodriguez as well, because he yeah. he came from a quite a long term injury with Leon, but Tata really likes him and yeah, he's he back now. Yeah. And and so those two are also kind of and, and Romo that I think somebody mentioned. I mean Romo is somebody I personally don't think is international standard. You know I think he's a good League of MX player. I think he fits the bill in terms of he can play at the middle of the defense or in the holding midfield. But again, I just don't think he's quite international quality, and I hope that some of the other midfielders in this mix can step up. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with you. That's why he's not on my team. But I just think when I look at this roster, if Edson goes down first game with an injury, what do you do? Yeah, I don't know the answer, and I think it's a real, real concern. And the thing is, as much as I like Edson, and I think he's progressing well, and I do think he can play in that role, he's not exactly world-class there either, right? Yeah. No, I'll tell you what I think what I think happens, and I think it's exactly what happened at the last World Cup. <laughs> because Mexico didn't have that player. Um because I think Reyes, if I remember rightly, going into the tournament a few months before, it looked like Reyes was gonna play that role, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then he got injured. Um I think he'd he'd do what Osorio did and play with the two. Play with Herrera and Charlie or Herrera and Eric Gutierrez or Guardado or Jonathan Dos Santos. And then play with a, a more of a number ten like like they did in the World Cup with Vela, but um, but yeah, no, I mean this is what I'm this is what I'm kind of proposing here. I'm proposing the Herrera, Edson, Charlie Rodriguez, Guardado, Jonathan dos Santos. I mean we've all got them, no? Yep. Yep. I've, and so I therefore, I think we should go with as things stand. I think we should go with if everybody's in agreement. I think we should go with Eric Gutierrez, even though. Cesar was outvoted, or and I think we should go with Sebastian Cordova because John, you had him, no? Yeah, I did have Cordova. I did not have Guti, but, no, but I, Cesar did have him. I yeah. did have Gutierrez. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That seems fair to me. Because I mean, Marcel Ruiz and Eric Aguirre are both on mine, but 
neither of you. They're you know, both so I wait think and see, right? They're both wait and see. I mean, I think uh, you know, Aguirre. That's for me. Your point you make is great. He's versatile, but I, I don't know that you take a guy simply to be the jack of all trades guy, right? I think versatility is prized. I think the players who can play two positions, you know, certainly rise up the list. Their stock increases, but uh, I have a hard time if he's not good enough to start in one of the positions that he can play, I don't know that you take him. So uh, that's why I leave him off. And, and Ruiz, I think it's a wait and see. I, I mean, yeah, it's okay. very possible that we're doing this exercise in, in six months. Well, of course, there's going to be things that happen, hopefully. Hopefully the ball's rolling again. Hopefully things are happening. Then we say, oh, that looks ridiculous now. But uh, I don't think your pick will look ridiculous. I'm just not ready to conclude him quite yet. Yeah, agreed. You know, it's, you know, it's a little... So, it's, I would say really quickly before we finalize the list, it's, it's actually... It's a little disappointing that one name that we haven't talked about uh, enough, and it, or maybe not saying we haven't talked about it enough, but it's one name that we haven't really brought up that much, is Orbelin Pineda. We went through the forwards, we went through the midfielders, and there's just, I, I don't, and it's really disappointing to think of, I don't know, the potential that we gave like onto this player and just like kind of the excitement that we had with this player and that neither, like none of us believe that he'll be, even potentially even the conversation for going to the next World Cup. I mean, he's still only 23 years old. Maybe things will change, but yeah, I feel I feel like we all had higher hopes for him. Like I want to say like a year or two ago, but yeah, he's not yeah. not not no, in the conversation. Yeah, longer than that. Say like 3 years ago he was predicted to be, I mean, even Almeida said that he should be going to a massive European club if he moves <laughs> from Chivas. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he goes to Cruz Azul. He's like, what? <laughs> But uh, just a couple of, couple of quick names. Let's not forget I mean, in this, that same kind of category, says uh, I mean Fabian. I mean, he's so far now for me from the no. from the reckon. It's it's unbelievable. No, no, no. Um, but but another another player that I think he's going to really be pushing by that point is Beltran from Chivas. Yeah, um, yeah. and possibly Omar Govea as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About yeah. him, away yeah. in Europe. True, um, true. I'll, you know, the, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, for now, what we're doing, we're settling with Eric Gutierrez. I mean, I'm I'm happy with taking Gutierrez. I do think he, I, I am worried about him. You know, I'm worried that he's been there now for a while and it's just not happened. You know, it's not happened in terms of him not getting playing time and it's not happened in terms of he's not playing well. And I think with even when like Raul Jimenez was at, was at Benfica, he wasn't getting the playing time, but he was actually playing quite well. And I think that's my that's my worry with Gutierrez. And and we know the Dutch league isn't it's not the strongest league. And, and for Gutierrez, such a technical player, not to have found a home there. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not writing him off by any means, but I'm just uh, the kind of alarm bells are, are kind of ringing. And then with Cordoba, yeah, I'm I'm happy with Cordoba. I think he can play obviously on the wing as well. Um, you know, either wing, good good long distance shot, good at crossing for Raúl Jiménez if he's on. So yeah, I'm happy with happy with those two. Does does that kind of are we in agreement? I guess if we if we bring all if we so if we bring Guardado. Uh, Herrera, Charles Rodriguez, Edson, uh, John de dos Santos, and Guti and Cordoba. How many def- like defenders will we have? I mean, I feel like because uh, we can, we can only bring twenty three, right? I think. Well, let's move on to the defenders and make our final decision after we do that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe let's maybe let's do that then. Yeah. Okay, these are my defenders: Nestor Araujo, Cesar Montes, Jesus Callado, Carlos Salcedo, Luis Rodriguez, and Gerardo Artiega. Ooh, okay. So I wonder, I wonder if things would be a little interesting here for the defensive line, and maybe if we're going to have some some serious changes. So, Tom, you you wouldn't bring Jorge Sanchez. Jorge Sanchez is a difficult one. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I think he's suffered from really poor form. I think he's shown some bad decision-making in big games. He has the advantage of being able to play both fullback positions. Um, But I do have my doubts about him. And that's why I went with Artiega, because I think Artiega is really, really settled now in Liga MX, playing for a really good club. I think he's got some genuine pace, and I think he's improved a lot defensively. Um, But it's like I think John mentioned earlier in the pod, the fullback positions are difficult. And this is another reason, by the way, that I picked Aguirre because he can mm-hmm. also play either fullback position and that kind of, it kind of covered bases because if you look at mine right now, you've got three fullbacks and, you know, Jesus Gallardo, which I think obviously the left back, you got Chaka Rodriguez, who by is no means a set in stone, you know, um, I just think Tata Martino really likes him. And I think that yeah, he's yeah. going to be 31 by the, by the time the world cup goes, he's far, he's got just this consistency about him. And I'm not sure, don't know, especially at right back. I think right back is a little bit of an issue. Yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely. Oh, go ahead, John. I I, I have Gallardo and Shaka as well. I was kind of trying to leave Shaka out and couldn't. I tried to, I tried <laughs> yeah, to squeeze. I tried to squeeze Sanchez in and couldn't. I, I just think that Shaka. It's clear that Martino likes him. He's a player who you know. I think what he offers going forward is good. Um, I, I was on along the same lines as you, Tom. I brought Chicote Calderon. I've been a little concerned about his club form since he moved to Chivas, but I, I really like what I see from him, especially what I've seen from him in the couple cameos for the national team. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of a toss-up between, you know, young fullback who can sort of do it all but needs to improve his defense and decision-making. I guess it's, it's sort of, there's a couple players in the player pool who kind of fit that description. Uh, I also brought Salcedo Araujo Montes. I agree. And like I said earlier, I got Diego Reyes in there just because I really am concerned about that middle, uh, that central midfield spot for Mexico. And he's a player who, uh, again, <laughs> just like with uh, Shaka, I tried to leave him out. I don't rate him incredibly highly, <sighs> but there he is. I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> so, so one, one, one name that, that is on your guys' list, he made it onto mine, but I'm okay with leaving him out just because it was, I don't know, I, 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 I felt like they, it's more than likely he will probably miss out, um, is Hector Moreno. Um, oh, yeah, I love him out too. Yeah, I think that's, that's an interesting player that we're leaving out. I do wonder if, you know, if we're looking for a little bit more seniority, if we're looking for some leadership maybe you know in the locker room or you know showing the guys the ropes a little bit if maybe that's why he'll go but i that and maybe that's why i predict that he would go but i will happily leave him leave him out though if if he's not in your guys's list because i do think that his pace his speed is just it's decreasing pretty quickly at least from what i saw and he's he's now becoming gradually a little bit more and more of a liability every time he steps onto the field for mexico but who knows maybe, maybe he will make it uh, who, who knows what will be yeah. happening uh, by then? I mean, he'll he'll be thirty four. So I mean, for a central defender, I mean, it's I mean, that's still it's definitely yeah. it's it's fine. You know, it's it's fine. It's 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 past his prime, but maybe he could still show up. But I don't know. I'll, I guess I, I will. His, his passing out. is so good, but I'm just concerned about his his form. The fact that he's in Qatar. Uh, you know, there's very few players who can who can pass from and start moves really from from the left sided uh, left sided defense like he can. But you have to hope if you're Mexico that, that Araujo moves past him and that Montes moves past him, even like a Johan Vasquez, you know, maybe one of those guys or both two of those guys or 30 of those guys can sort of supersede him 
because I think he is part of that old guard that you want to be changed out. Yeah. And if you do have him in, in Qatar, although he's playing there and I guess could feel at home, quote unquote, uh, you'd, I think you'd rather have him replaced. And so that's why I left him off. I just feel like you, would, you really hope that the, the other center backs come through. 100%. Yeah, I think that's, that's the issue with Moreno. Um, and again, he's right on the edge of my list with Chicharito. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like a bellwether, a bellwether player. If, if, if Moreno's in, it means that the other centre-backs haven't stepped up. But what I will say is the, player, the, the depth of player pool at left-sided centre-back, left-sided players, I think there's enough good young players that at least one is going to step up. I mean... Yeah. You know, I'm a massive fan of uh, Johan Vasquez. Like even even before he moved to Pumas, I saw him limited times, but he's a quality player. He's just so good on the ball, fast. And he's also competitive. But let's not forget Sepulveda at Chivas. I mean, he's been yeah. he's been outstanding. He's yeah. been outstanding for for Chivas. I don't think he's left footed actually, but he's he's been playing on the left side. Um, and then even behind that, you've got um, you, you've got. Uh, Adrian Mora uh, Toluca, who's a big guy, kind of like Massa Rodriguez build, and then even taking a step further back, you've got the the, the partnership at the Under Seventeen World Cup, who were really really good and attracted attention from Europe. Jesus Gomez and Victor Victor Guzman, Atlas and and, and Tijuana, if I'm not mistaken. I think I don't know. There's there's enough player there that I think one of them is going to overtake Moreno. I, I will also mention that this is a big period for Cesar Montes. Yep. It yeah. feels like we've been here before with him. It feels like he's been on the cusp before and then he lost his place with Monterrey and he wasn't even playing in Liga MX and he kind of the momentum. But right now he's playing regularly with Monterrey even though they've not been that great. Um, but he needs to step up now. Now is, now is his chance. I mean, Araujo is doing fine in Europe. I think he had a you know, couple of bad games for Mexico. Um, but but now's his chance. Salcedo is not even in Tigres. Is starting eleven. I mean, that's another. I mean, this is when I'm going over this name by name. This isn't a. You know, I think I think Mexico have got enough left backs. I think Mexico have got enough left-sided centre backs. But I think right back um, and below Araujo in terms of the right. I don't think it's. I don't think it's great to be honest. Yeah, and I think that's just the hope is that that Salcedo will kind of. I don't know, find his form once again. Because if we're talking about one of the bigger disappointments in recent years in Mexican soccer, oh, it's I mean, been it's a just, disaster. Yeah, after that like, World Cup in 2018, when I think he was one of the best players that Mexico had, uh, it just hasn't been able to show that again. And it was incredible just to think that this was a guy who was like doing well in a, in a, in a cup final match against Bayern Munich. And then just to see that guy within such a rapid amount of time just incredibly decrease his level of play it's been very very disappointing i mean he's still he's still young enough where he can bounce back he's still young enough where he could potentially still be a very important uh, member of the mexican national team but it's just i mean just i mean just the the amount that he's dropped his uh, level of play has been pretty disappointing i am hopeful for for cesar montes though i i am a big fan of him and uh Hopefully he's able to, you know, solidify a little bit more of a of a starting spot for Mexico going forward in case Salcedo can't really step up. But yeah, Salcedo, Montes definitely in my list. Uh, Araujo in my list. Uh, Gallardo, in my list. Uh, Arteaga, uh, Shaka. Even though I didn't want to include him, he's definitely gonna go. Um, but it looks like uh, neither of you are with uh, Jorge Sanchez or or Moreno, so we could uh, leave him out for now. 
Well, let's 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 uh, let's see let's see where we're at in terms of names. John, what what are yours again? Go through. I think we agree on Araujo, Montes, Gallardo, Salcedo, and Chaka, no? Yes, I had uh, Chicote, Calderon, and Diego Reyes as well. But again, Reyes is more of a sort of midfield cover, but also center back. And I'm fine with leaving him off. I don't. I mean, it's it's just I I think I I understand what you're saying about the left side of defense. But to me, when I look at the overall squad that we've put together and just the overall player pool, that that contención spy is what really really concerns me. And, and that's why I have Reyes in there, just because he's simply another kind of warm body who can fill that spot. I think better than a lot of players. But I am fine leaving him off. Well, the funny um, thing now, yeah, that, that's the funny kind of, thing now is that like if we're worried about that. Um, and a player who didn't make the cut at first to my list, but now that I'm looking at what we have available, I'm suddenly think about Luis Romo again, and I'm thinking that maybe he, as opposed to Reyes, I would I would trust Romo more than than Diego Reyes as as a yeah, backup. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because I, I'm with Tom. You know, I think he's a solid Liga MX player. You'd like to see him grow, and he's not incredibly old. Um, you know, hopefully entering his prime, I guess, by the Qatar World Cup. So. If he comes on, then great. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's a difficult one. And, and, yeah, maybe you do think maybe the door is open for him. But, yeah, that, that was my logic and rationale. But I, I understand if we want to roll with just Edson and then say if something happens, we go, you know, Herrera, Charlie, or Herrera, Guardado, or you know, four, two, three, one. Yeah. But then, then why don't you have Pizarro as the playmaker, Cesar? It's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> this this is think, where it gets think... difficult, though. Yeah, because I see really Pizarro, different. and I know Pizarro, he's versatile and whatnot, but I, just, I think he's, I like him as a 10, and I just, I think it's a little tough to find space for 10s in what will probably be a 4-3-3 with maybe not exactly a true out-and-out central attacking midfielder, you know? So I, I, I think, even though he is versatile, even though Pizarro is able to play on the wing or as well the attacking, as well in the Guardado position or in the Herrera position, I just, I don't know, I, I, I couldn't find space for him. It's tough. Um, it's tough for a number of reasons. This because we've we've got five defenders and there's only one more spot. And out of the five defenders we've got, we've got three centre backs, a left back, and a right back. So we're short. We're short in every in every department. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, the way I I rationalise it is that Edson Alvarez can play at centre back, um, and then you know we. And then in terms of a right back, you've got Tecatito if Chaka's not not right. And I don't know. This, this is the other reason that I included Aguirre as well, because he can kind of plug both sides. Um, but it's kind of complicated now because the, the other player that we've, we've got that we kind of agree, well, that has two votes is Artiega, a left back. Um, but... We're definitely leaving. Then it'd be two left backs, one right back, and three centre backs, <laughs> which is basically bare bones. Unless we want to take out someone elsewhere in the squad. If you want to take out Pizarro, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we just decided why we needed him in. <laughs> I mean, it does, it's interesting because we do this exercise and because it makes a good podcast and it's fun but it does show you the difficulties and the conversations yeah. that legitimately a coaching staff has to be having right mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe coaches also are saying well I'm not, i don't rate reyes at all or you know i'm not so sure that uh Arteaga is ready but 
you know, these are decisions that we have to make, right? So uh, yeah. it, it is interesting. The exercise shows you how tough it can be for a manager. And look, like, Tom, you just said we're short in all places. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. sort of, I mean, that's the problem with the player pool, right? Is that that, that needs to be deeper, it needs to be more expanded, and uh, there needs to be more development. That's true of every country in, in CONCACAF. You know, that's, that's, that's the reality of the region that I cover. I'm not trying to, to talk down on Mexico at all. It's clearly the strongest team in the region right now. But I think when you see and you look and you say, ooh, I don't know if they're good enough to be on the international level. Ooh, I don't know if they're good enough to be on the international level. Ooh, if Moreno's yeah. still playing, it's going to be worrying. But that's the reality of the team right now. That, that's where Mexico's at. Okay. Is, is the, uh, I'm going to break it down. All right, break it down. We need to t we're going to take out a player from the forward or midfield line and i've got i've got four players Line here hey liners get them out and, <laughs> and, we, and then we've got two players to put in there and i think actually i think we can wait i think so we far, can agree Go on. so far we have we have seven forwards and we have five midfielders right all oh, right, yeah. I, I've included Gutierrez and Cordova as the two. Oh, you included Gutierrez and Cordova. Okay, well, yeah. okay. Well, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give an option there. Like, okay, so I think. Well, let's take agreement, out, let's, say, let's take out Gutierrez then in order to make space, and we could leave Cordova. I was gonna say between Cordova, Pizarro, Lainez, or Gutierrez, take one of them out. All right, so Pizarro, Guti, Lainez. Or who? Cordoba. Cordoba. Ooh. I mean, I, w I, w I would say Pizarro, but I'd be willing to, to give up uh, Eric Gutierrez because I think if needed, Pizarro could play in that position and we could also have Cordoba playing his position. More than likely, he's going to be a backup. So I'd be okay with leaving out Gutierrez. John? Well, it's, it's a bit strange because he's the one he's in there because he was on my list. But I think of those players, I might drop Cordova. Yeah, I mean, he's top of mind. I've just written down in my order would have been Cordova, Gutierrez, Pizarro, Linus. So, so we're dropping Cordova then. So Tom? we're dropping we're dropping Cordova and we're keeping in Eric Gutierrez. And then what we're doing is we we're going for um, okay. So it seems like from the conversation, we're going with another another centre back. And I think from from the names mentioned, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to add add another couple here because quickly, um, of, of kind of I don't think they're going to win, but but um, Moreno, Reyes, Romo, Vasquez, or Sepulveda. Moreno, Reyes. I mean, I. Th I, I I feel like it's Moreno. I I I, I think that. Just because of his experience with the Mexican national team, just because he will, and it's funny that I'm going to say only 34, but he's going to be a central defender, and more than likely he will only be he will he will be a backup. And if you need him to come on, if someone's in, injured, it might not be the worst option. So I think it's either Moreno or I also like the idea of Romo um, because then he could also he he's also versatile and can play as the uh, the backup uh, to to Edson Alvarez or maybe Jonathan de Santos, depending on who's playing uh, as the DM there, but I, I would say between Moreno or Romo for me. I know how, how, how you guys feel. John? Repeat the list for me. I mean, basically any, any centre-back, but just from the discussions, <laughs> you know, like Moreno, Reyes, Romo, Vasquez, or Sepulveda? Uh, 
I mean, it's weird because he wasn't on any of our lists, right? But if those players right now... Nah, give me Vasquez, man. I would say... I, I just think Moreno... I was going to say Moreno, but I, I just think that he he's kind of run his course. Unless where, something where, where changes... Where do you put Romo on that list? Compared to Reyes? I would say... Well, I still put Reyes over Romo. I mean, Reyes was on my original list. I, I think that Reyes, with the experience that he has... Although he's shown time and time again, he's not ready to play at the level Mexico needs him to play at. At least he does have that experience, whereas Romo doesn't, right? There's a reason that Romo kept getting called into those mini camps and Martino didn't give him time until very, very late in the, in the kind of process, right? I don't think that he's dazzled Martino necessarily. I just think that Martino realizes that something else needs to, someone else needs to step up in that kind of role. And it's kind of ironic that Mexico's struggling for those players right now because I think Reyes was supposed to be the next Rafa Marquez. And they've had a player for so long who's been that, that guy. And now they're really struggling to find guys who can fit either, either or both of the roles that Marquez played. And I think it's a real issue. So all that to say, I still put Reyes over Romo on my yeah. list, but I'm not, not impressed by any of them. Yeah. Tom, who are you voting for? No, I, th- I think he won me over there. Okay. I think he, right. I think he won me over. So we're adding a day um, because before that, I was going to go with Romo. But I just I, again, I just don't think he's an international quality player. And, uh, you know, I know people will be thinking, yeah, but Ray is, what's he ever done? You know? Right. Yeah, and, of and course. It, you, can, you can argue that, but he's got 60 caps for the national team. It's not like he's a terrible player. He's got 60 caps. And unfortunately, I don't see anybody else who can fulfill that role coming through. I think it's an issue for Mexico. I mean, Mexico have got a lot of very, very good um, kind of number sixes that kind of you know buzz around that kind of you know press really well, get stuck in, distribute the ball really well, but a lot of them they don't they don't have the ability to to step back into the defense. Um, you know, I mean, the, even you know Gallito Vasquez is not playing much. Um, even Beltran could possibly play that role. Um, you know, Aldo Rocha and Morelli is having a great season, but again, I just I'm just not 100 percent sure these guys are you know international quality. So then Reyes. And you look at him and you think, if Tata also wants to use a back three, then it comes into play. Um, but again, I think the great hope is that Vasquez, Sepulveda, or one of the other names that we mentioned, Adrian Mora, I, I like him as well. You know, you know, Jesus Angelo from Atlas. You know, the, the, he's injured. He's been injured this year, but Tata's called him up consistently. He's played mainly as a left-back for Atlas, but at national team level, he's played um, as left-centre-back. Uh, Ismael Govea from Atlas, from, um, from Atlas as well. Tata has played him again as centre-back. There's Iram Mier. He's not going to be too old by the... By the World Cup and by the World Cup either, so I don't know. <laughs> I think we got to hope that one of those guys kind of steps up, um, and we're not we're yeah. not kind of looking for this really difficult decision for the last player. Uh, but having said that, if we go with Reyes, I think we also need another another fullback, and I think I've changed my mind here as well. Oh, because, <laughs> we reached, had, but we reached we reached the full we reached uh, with Reyes. That means that. Uh, we have to give up uh, someone else in a different position, though, right? Because then now we have a total of 20, and then we have room for three for the goalies, right? Yeah. Because we have... I've only got 19. Oh, because wait. I've taken off Cordova. You've taken off Cordova? Okay. But then yeah. defenders, we have Gallardo, Artiaga, Araujo, Reyes, Salcedo. Artiega, Artiega, I'm taking out. 
Oh, taking out Arte. Not, not taking out definitively. This is what I'm going to throw down. This is what... Because because now we've got to sort out... Now we've only got a starting right back and we've got a starting left back. Jesus Gallardo and Chaka Rodriguez. Right now, we've got one player. We've got the possibility of Tecatito playing right back, but we don't have any other option that I see at left back now. So it's something to consider. So... Jorge Sanchez can play. Baby, Cordova's back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jorge Sanchez can play on both sides. Just saying. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think. I, I think. Uh, Tom, your criticism of Jorge Sanchez was fair. Um, that you know those reds that he had for Club America were pretty foolish, and you you were you were hoping you know a little bit better from him. But I think those are isolated incidents. Maybe there's just a little blip in form. I'm not too worried about it. It's not like he tends he's tended to have problems like that for most of his very young career. I, I don't think that's something that I traditionally associate with him. I think he'll be fine. I don't think he'll have those issues going forward. He's still fairly young. I think he's going to mature and, and become a very important player for the Mexican national team. And he's still only 22 years old. And I think he's proven and it's not like he was uh and it's not like he was playing very well for let's say uh i don't know a pueblo and it's not like he was playing well for let's say like a, oh wow a, oh wow oh, sorry just like a small league <laughs> Mexican team. to be able to be able to do that like to be, able, to be able to play at that level for for a team like club america i think speaks volumes and i'm looking forward to see how how he develops you know so i i i, so I you'd go you go with jorge sanchez yeah, john if I, if i throw out some names here Calderon, and I think I think it has to be somebody you know play you know because Cordoba I know can fit in there, but I'm not. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I, well, I had Calderon on my list, initial list. I mean, I, I think yeah. it really is about the development because he's similar to Sanchez. You know, had some disappointing performances at the league level, bad, foolish decisions, poor choices, bad discipline. Um, so you know. Look, I think they're both kind of in the same boat. Uh, to me, it's a bit of a toss-up. Maybe you take Sanchez because of his, his uh, versatility either side. Not that Calderon couldn't do that, but we've seen Sanchez do it on, on the international level. We've seen him do it more. So even though Calderon made my list and Sanchez didn't, if we need a player who is the, ba- the quote-unquote the backup fullback, I think it might be Sanchez's job to lose. Eric Aguirre? Oh, um, trying to get your boy back in the mix. Wow, wow. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I just don't think that. I, I know he's very, very versatile, but I just don't know if he's national team like material, you know, just yet. I don't know. I, 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 I think I, I, he I, is I, me. I, 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 I honestly I, think he's very, very consistent. I think he's got the temperament, but maybe it's because I'm expecting more from him. Maybe it's because the way we've talked about Aguirre um, is the way that we've talked about in the past, like players like like chucky like uh, i don't know I, I just feel like that we've always had like hyped him up so much before in the past I mean, he just doesn't have a he doesn't he's a he's a he's not a square peg in a round hole he's a he's a he's a player who can slip into almost any hole but i'm not convinced that he has the right fit in any specific place yeah yeah so if you say yeah he's the backup fullback he's a jack of all trades maybe but again i, I don't know i i think that you might be better suited and look, we're all hope. It's all hope, right? It's all hope that one of these defenders that we're mentioning makes it to the point where he has to be on the team. But right now, there's nobody that fits that bill. Yeah. Okay, so we're going with Jorge Sanchez. All right, that's what I'm hearing. Port Hernandez. Um, yeah. So then we then we've got one. We've got we've got three three fullbacks plus Tecatito. 
Yeah. Eric Gutierrez, Eric Aguirre. <laughs> no. I, I think I'd, I think I'd, I'd, st- I'd personally stick with Aguirre. I'd put him in there somewhere because I just, I, I do think he is going to be a really good player. Well, I think he is already a really good player. I don't think he, I just don't think he, because he doesn't score a lot of goals. You know, not having t- t- like bigger sister. I just think he's he's consistent. But let's. But we already have go. seven forwards. We are, we have six midfielders. We have seven defenders, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that I means mean, we, that means that's twenty. That's twenty right there. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to take someone out. I think you know the 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 one would be Gutierrez, but um, but I don't think everyone's ready to do it. Yeah, because <laughs> our forward line. Okay, because I think because I think our, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Tom. So our forward line, it's Bizarro, Tecatito, Alvarado, Jimenez, Macias, Chucky, and Lainez. Our midfielders are Guardado, Gutierrez, Herrera, Charlie Rodriguez, uh, Edson, and Jonathan dos Santos, and yeah. then our. And then our defenders are Gallardos, Sanchez, Araujo, Reyes, Salcedo, Cesar Montes, and so that's twenty right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It'd be it'd be taken out a midfielder or even I don't know. <laughs> it basically, be, I think the weakest one that we we argued more about is Gutierrez and getting in a player that is more versatile. I could see even what be Romo. I see what you mean. But, now that we're at the but, twenty here, potentially taking see, out Gutierrez. Yeah, I'm just like looking at it kind of overview now. Um, but, I mean, we have to be confident in um, Jorge Sanchez. And to be honest, Carlos Salcedo as well couldn't do a job at right back if it comes yeah, down yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, we, have to, we have to be confident in all our players and, and hopefully they don't listen to this because we need them to know that we believe in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure Reyes would be entirely confident if he's listening to this. He yeah. like, really hope this isn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> really hope he's not there. Let's, <laughs> okay, okay, so let's get to really our goalkeepers. Just, yeah, who yeah, who, who do you say. got, Tom? I've got Ochoa, Roscoe, and Hugo Gonzalez. It's not the most exciting kind of yeah. trio. Um, it's kind of looking at the status quo, kind of as it stands right now. Uh, I don't know. It's so difficult with the goalkeeping position because. Yeah. There's so very few Mexican goalkeepers, to be honest, starting games anywhere, and especially goalkeepers that are under 25. So I don't know. It's it's difficult to see, you know, where the where the next good young goalkeeper is is coming from to challenge in the national team. Yeah, I really thought that that Gudinho or Lahoud would break through, and they've yeah, both yeah. kind of uh, fallen off pretty drastically. I think as yeah. far as that goes, not to say they still couldn't bounce back. I tossed Jose Hernandez in there. I've got Ochoa, Gonzalez, and Hernandez. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I just figured maybe maybe he makes, makes it in the mix, right? And that's more exciting to me than a bunch of guys who are going to be... Gonzalez is a little younger, but guys who are going to be over 35. Ultimately, it should be Ochoa's to lose. He's been fantastic in Liga Mekis this year. He's not going to be too old by any stretch of the imagination for a goalkeeper. He's by far your number one. I think Gonzalez makes it by virtue of his age. Um... Although I think Orozco has been better than him in the last four, five, six months. But I still think he beats him out. And yeah, like I said, what the hell? Toss in a young guy. Give me Jose Hernandez. Yeah, I want, I also want Ochoa and Hugo Gonzalez. And then my final one is just the hope that he uh, ends up be, end up actually turning out to be a very exciting player and end up living up to the hype that he's been getting. But I think uh, I add in uh, Jurado, Sebastian Jurado. Maybe yeah, I think he, that one's uh, tough, man. By 2022, yeah. I don't think he'll have a starting job. Starting job at the earliest that. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not so trash. It's tough. No, it's, 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 no, no, no. It's, 
it's it's tough. It's 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 definitely tough. And I think maybe if you're looking at a uh, like a potentially exciting option that you know more than likely won't be getting any minutes, but uh, you know just for I know I'm not saying it sounds it sounds foolish to say for the experience, but. The, more than likely, the third uh, the third option, a goalkeeper, you know, is it going to be getting yeah. any minutes? And I think that someone yeah. like him could really benefit from this trip. And I think that he has a potential to one day become the starting goalkeeper for the Mexican national team. Is he going to get a lot of minutes from now until 2022 with Cruz Azul? Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Maybe things will change in the near future. But I have a lot of I have a lot of faith in him, and I think that maybe we getting a little bit more and more minutes. Maybe he'll kind of like gradually start to take over. Uh, I mean, it's, it might take a while, uh, but uh, take some minutes away from Chuy Corona. Even though Chuy Corona is sort of an incredible level right now, but we'll see. I, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I would be more than happy to drop him. I just, uh, I think, I, I think yeah. it'd be kind of cool to see him. Yeah, we uh, can put the olds on our team. I think we both had the same idea of you know, why not throw someone into the mix, hoping that they get better, exactly. um, that they get that they get up to that level and maybe kind of fill that role. But. Uh, like I said, man, I, I thought you were going to say when you kind of gave that build-up, I thought you were going to say Lahoud just because he's, he's in your backyard. Uh, but I guess you've no, also I, seen the, the Howlers. I still think he can, he can be a positive player, a good player. But it's, it's, it's tough to see him, Jurado, Gudinho, you know, that kind of crop of goalkeepers who I think have been maybe the hope for Mexico uh, for the future, I guess. It's tough to see them breaking in for this cycle. Yeah, no, agreed. agreed. Yeah, and yeah, Lahoud's La- um, form has dropped significantly, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lahoud, I don't know, I don't know what's happened to him because he's lost his spot as well at, at Tijuana for the last, was it last game or last couple of games yeah. for, that, like, for yeah. that young for that young player? What's he called? Because he's supposed to be really good as well, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Higuera. He's only yeah, 19. Uh, yeah, and the fans definitely have almost kind of like turned against Lahoud. Yeah, the fans have definitely like, turned against him, and I think there is a lot of excitement for Igeta. And we've seen, and unfortunately, like we saw. I mean, I know it was a while back, but I don't know if you guys remember uh, Lacoud making his debut for Mexico. I think it was at, uh, might have been a, I forget, I forget where, uh, I forget who they're going up against. But he, I've never seen a goalkeeper look so nervous like in that. Like he just looked <laughs> incredibly nervous. You can tell that like the occasion kind of like got to him. So I don't know. I I he's I, I don't think he he'll be on the radar in the near future. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so who's the third? So, yeah. I think we all we also don't show on Gonzalez, but who's uh, who's the third one? Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't know. I mean, Orozco. I think the, for me, I think in in a lot of ways, Martino prefers Orozco to Ochoa in terms of his style of goalkeeping because he plays well with his feet. He's off his line. He's like a sweeper keeper. He he distributes the ball really well um, and better than Ochoa. Um, and so that that's the that's the that's the tough that's the tough one, um, you know, going between Hugo Gonzalez and and Orozco. But yeah, like I said, I do I do think that um, I do think that Orozco is more a Martino style keeper than Hugo Gonzalez or Ochoa. I mean, so I think that's the that's the that's the strength of of, of Orozco. The, the the weakness is he's going to be thirty six. Yeah. So. Yeah. But if, so, so but if he's but if he's number three, if he's number three, there's nothing. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not too bothered about that decision. I could easily see it happening. Uh, I think a Roscoe I, 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 I think if there's a World Cup tomorrow, oh, I think a Roscoe's number oh. two. Because I, I do think I do think that Martino is a big fan, and um, like I said, in some ways, if if Orozco was a little bit younger 
and had you know his career was on the up, and he could give him these chances to, you know, for starts. I, I wouldn't rule out Martino doing that. I'm talking like if he was five years younger now, and all you know, all he lacked was the international experience. You know, could Martino throw him in for games and really? I don't know. It's um, but let let let's rule him out because he's 36, and I think everybody's got Hugo Gonzalez, no? Yeah, I got Hugo Gonzalez. Yeah, so 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 let let's do those two, and then let's pick a younger player. Um, so uh, I, th- I, th- I you... think I think I think well I think uh, it was between uh, me and John with the with the with the younger players. I think that Jurado, and I think that I've been very, already very impressed by. I think all of us have been very impressed by some of the stuff that he was doing over in Veracruz. Um, I've not been it, too much. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> no, but I've like, not been I, that impressed with him. Really? Because no, I mean, really? Okay, like, well, what, do, what do you what do you mean by that? I think he's got a lot of good press. I think he's got a lot of good press. I think he's been hyped. I think he made a lot of spectacular saves. But you know, the last game he played for Veracruz, he made the biggest error against Club America. I think technically, I've spoken to a couple of people about him. You know, like I'm terrible at judging goalkeepers, just for the record. But um, but you speak to people, in, and I'm not sure if technically he's good enough. Um, to to play at the international level, I think he's got a really good character and personality. I really like you know I, I like that side of him. Um, if you know honestly, if I'm picking one goalkeeper younger mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. can that can I, I I think could become the number two is a player. It's Godinho. I think he's he's a massive frame. I think he's good at coming out with the ball. Um, I I if I was to if someone to say to me right now who's you know which younger the goalkeeper, which younger goalkeeper has got the best chance? He's got experience in Europe. I'd say Godinho. I really like Malagon from uh, Morelia. I've not seen him much; just the last couple of games that he kind of took over. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just going to throw out there. If, if it's my choice, I'm picking Godinho. Cesar Yoga okay. with Parado and uh, John Pepe Hernandez. The problem with Pepe Hernandez is I liked him. I think he's good with his feet. But I saw him in the under-20s game about a month ago, six weeks ago, and he made two real errors. <laughs> so it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of yeah, biased. But everyone makes, yeah. yeah, but everyone makes errors, right? I mean, that's the thing is like any goalkeeper, especially young goalkeeper, is going to have those moments. And it is just kind of a toss-up. I definitely think Gudinho, it's just tough to, for me to see him kind of getting, if he, if he can't be a regular starter somewhere, it's tough to see him making the 2022 World Cup squad, right? So... Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you maybe can say that with Hernandez. Mix, but... Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And, and a lot of these players, this is why it's really difficult. And this is this for me is a problem with Mexican football as it stands, in, as it relates to the national team, as as the other podcast that we did about the second division. I mean, it's very hard to predict these players. I mean, Acevedo yeah. yeah. in in Santos, he's shown some, he's made mistakes, he showed some positive things. The same with Jurado, you know, he's shown some positive things, he's made some mistakes. It's like, you know, Layud as well. I mean, he's got a lot of experience compared to all the rest of the guys that we've we've basically mentioned so far. So it's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What's the what's it's, the consensus it, here? It's 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 tough just because it's it's easy to point out these the, the glaring mistakes that like can happen to any goalkeeper. But I think, like John said, these are they're still young goalkeepers. You know, it's like they're gonna be making those mistakes. They're gonna allow those goals, and it's easy to kind of like pinpoint individual situations which we thought that they were, weren't exactly at, at their best but they are still kind of like finding their form they're still kind of like uh, making a name for themselves so I mean these mistakes are going to happen but I mean I guess in the end who, who's number three I don't know I, I, I could 
And I, I, I could go. Uh, just put the olds in there. Put the olds in there. Put the olds in there. Yeah. Is that what's, yeah. all right? <laughs> Let's do it. That's yeah. All right. I mean, it's the safe. It legitimately, is the safest, right? I mean, not. I'm yeah. not trying to say that people are gonna retweet this two years from now and be like, "You idiots! How dare you put uh, Jurado or Gudinho or Pepe Hernandez, whoever, on there?" But uh, I just Costa think it's well. the most realistic, realistic scenario. Yeah, sure. Yeah, true. I mean, I, mean, yeah. I think Rodolfo Cotta as well is in. You know, he's, he's in the conversation. He's, he's yeah. on the list, but he's in the conversation. Yeah. Okay. No, let's. I'm. 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 I'm okay with the with the with the Roscoe. Ochoa, Gonzalez, and Jonathan Orozco. Yeah, there we go. Official. We got our. We, we got our roster. We're gonna win the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any any bad. any uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I'll go to YouTube. Tom, any final thoughts on the roster before we wrap up the pod? I hope some of these young defenders develop really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. my that's my thought as well, right? Is is yeah. that the Mexico fans right now need to be hoping that the development continues? I think that Martino is trying to work on that. Obviously, everything's paused right now, so no one is really to blame or anything for, for non progression or March roster or any of that. You know, there's obviously a bit of grace there, but once things get back to normal and the ball gets rolling again, he's going to go back to work with what he's been doing, and I think the the steps he's taken to develop this younger generation are going to look really smart in hindsight but it still might not be enough for Mexico to achieve its goals. Yeah, I think that's a perfect yeah, way to close. And yeah. just, just, oh, go ahead. just another, another just quick thing that, that does concern me is there's quite a lot of players on this list when you look down that, that have some kind of question mark over them. Um, yeah. and, and obviously it makes it difficult to pick, but I think it's really important that, you know, we, we mentioned it in the pod, but it's worth stressing again. Carlos Salcedo, really important to this yeah. Mexican national team that he gets back to what he was. Jesus Gallardo, a player that after the World Cup should have been going to Europe, absolutely got ev- everything to develop as a top se- a top left back. He's gone to Monterrey and the bottom of the league. It's not good enough. Um, Eric Gutierrez, on paper, a dream move to PSV. It's not worked out. Need him to get better. He's the natural replacement for Andres Guardado. We've said it a lot of times. Diego Lainez, like we've said, massively high ceiling or could be completely off the chart here. I mean, let's, let's see how that develops. And and, you know, um, Irving Lozano even. I mean, not playing right now at Napoli. I don't have any doubts that he's going to get back to his uh, where, where where he should be. But, again, it's another kind of slight slight doubt. So, um, so yeah, I think two things. I think those players need to get back to where they were. And I think that um, the younger players, you know, it's, it's all on them. It's, it's, it depends on them how, you know, how many of these vet- veterans are going to keep the places in this national team. Agreed, agreed. All right, so that's it for us. Uh, thanks so much to Tom and John and all the listeners. Uh, we appreciate any feedback you might have for us. Always feel free uh, to send that over uh, our way online. Uh, thanks again, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Actually, I, I had a great time going through the roster. Kind of tiring as well, wasn't it? That? Yeah, right? Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> but thanks again, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the Mexican Onda. Mm-hmm.